This is Chris Dufault. I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Kirkston, Minnesota. I'm pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services providing solutions for your success. Good morning. Farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don, Don Wick with Whitney Pittman uh, with you as farm news for this uh, Tuesday morning. Watch that first step out the door this morning. Mother Nature delivering a mix of snow, freezing rain, and rain across the northern plains and upper Midwest. Blizzard conditions are being seen in central South Dakota into parts of Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. Ice is the story for eastern North Dakota and portions of northwestern Minnesota. Ice accumulation of one-half inch or more possible for those areas. The weather worries will be with us for much of the day today before starting to wane this evening. U.S. and Mexican officials will meet tomorrow in Mexico City to discuss the border crisis. The United States shut down two rail crossings last week due to the influx of undocumented migrants. After complaints from farm groups, rail traffic resumed Friday afternoon. In a statement, National Corn Grower Association President Harold Woolley said the reopening of the border crossings is a relief. It was also described as a cautionary tale, saying rail closures can have a devastating ramification for farmers and the economy. A U.S. warship uh, shot down four incoming drones in the Red Sea over the Christmas weekend. Iran-backed Houthi rebels were responsible for those attacks. The Suez Canal links Europe to Asia, but it has been disrupted by violence since October. Major shipping companies have been avoiding the Red Sea and sending their ships around Africa, adding one to two weeks for delivery, increasing fuel and insurance costs. One of the largest global shipping firms, Maersk, has announced it will resume shipments through the Red Sea. The creation of a multinational force, which includes the United States, is providing protection for ships on the Red Sea and through the Suez Canal. The grain markets will have a hard open at 8.30 this morning following the Christmas holiday. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says weekend weather in Brazil will dominate the trade. However, history says the odds of a firmer soybean market are great. Seventy percent of the time of the last 23 years, corn has went up six cents, and uh, 61 percent of the time, soybeans have gone up 23. So bottom line, there is a slight tendency for the market to go higher after uh, Christmas, so we'll see if that follows through. Depending on weekend weather, that um market open this morning could be volatile. You know, most definitely. And I think if you put in perspective, what the market's really done is slid down to big support on this corn, uh, 470 nearby corn, uh, $13 on nearby soybeans. And uh, we're going to see if we can hold that um, and stay in this trading range and come back up or if we're going to try and slide to a new trading range. And, of course, that's going to be dependent on weather. And uh, certainly we need some improvement with some of these border exports with our largest trading partner, Mexico. Corn Belt Marketing Market Analyst Sam Hudson thinks traders have moved past Brazilian production costs cuts. It's just going to be the breadth and depth of the production cuts. And, and we're dealing with so many, you know, old crop carryover supplies both there and here that, uh, you know, it, there's a big enough buffer that we've got probably two or three months here before the market would even really need to get concerned if it needs to. And, uh, you know, the trouble for the U.S. farmer in that time frame is that corn just needs to move. You know, cash flow uh, needs are upon us, and 
um, just logistical needs as well, just getting crop delivered. Funds are going to play a big role in the price action going into this final week of the year. And one of the themes we'd look for into the new year is, is uh, you know, what we do with open interest. We've shed a lot of open interest at the Chicago Board of Trade, at the CME on top of it. And if you want to bring any of that interest back in after the first of the year in a thinner market, then I think you can see you know, some jitters. Um, just rebalancing in general can tend to do that, too. And on top of it, you don't have anything else to talk about. We have South American weather is pretty much the only highlight, um, but I think we've already avoided a worst-case scenario there. For many farmers, the 2023 crop was the most expensive they ever put into the ground. Ag Country Farm Credit Services President and CEO Mark Nisley says that has been buffered by the better-than-expected yields. Fuel prices softening a bit here, and, and from what we can tell, looks like interest rates are going to start to head back down, um, which will be just welcome reliefs for everybody uh, as we go into 2024. So there will be some headwinds, I think, but I think overall, um, hopefully uh, we can get, uh, get some of these input costs um, to modify a bit and, and uh, take advantage of some of these lower costs in terms of interest rate and fuel and some of the fuel-related products that they use. Interest rates are relatively low when compared to the trends of the past 50 years. However, those rates are up from what we've seen in the most recent past. Nicely expects interest costs to moderate in the year ahead. The indication we are getting is that rates, short-term rates are going to come down. You know, you can't really control the yield curve. That's based on a lot of, um, of things uh, in the financial markets around economic uncertainty from a global standpoint and those types of things. But I think overall rates are going to get more favorable over the course of 2024. And uh, as you know, as a farmer-owned cooperative, we're always looking for ways to help ensure our customers and, and our stockholders' success, and, and uh, we'll continue to leverage what we can with fixed interest rate offerings and, and just help producers try to do what they can to reduce interest rate risk um, as these markets start to come back down again. On Friday, Ag Country announced that it had entered into a collaboration contract with Farm Credit Services of America, based in Omaha, and Frontier Farm Credit with headquarters in Manhattan, Kansas. The interview with Nisley can be found on the Red River Farm Network website. USDA increased the swine inventory numbers slightly from one year ago, but they were down slightly from the last quarter. The Hogs and Pigs report Friday said the breeding herd supply is down 3% from last year and last quarter. The total hog numbers up 3% from a year ago in the number one hog producing state of Iowa. Minnesota, which is ranked second nationwide in hog production, had a 1% increase in production. After several months of high cattle placements, Friday's USDA report cut November placements by 2%. USDA economist Shale Shagam says that isn't a surprise. In dry conditions, a poor wheat pasture, tight water supplies, likely pushed a lot of cattle in earlier than normally would have occurred. And uh, as you sort of move forward, the supplies that are available for placement later uh, declined. And so that you are seeing after, after we have seen periods of higher than expected placements, uh, we are seeing the decline in, uh, in, in, in placements likely reflecting those, those tighter supplies of animals. The number of cattle and calves on feed for the slaughter market up 3% from one year ago. Marketings are down 7%. American Angus Association Director of Commercial Industry Relations, Troy Marshall, says he continues to see hesitancy 
in the expansion of the cattle herd. We're actually not seeing expansion start in any significant way this year. We're starting to see a lot of producers talk about that. With superior moisture and these higher prices, we are going to start to see expansion start, but it's been a slower uh, build back period than what we've maybe experienced in the past, which I think is going to make it a little longer time frame for these higher prices as well. When the rebuild does happen, Marshall says the Angus breed is ready to play a role in the genetics business. With what Angus is documented as kind of the leading terminal sire from a carcass weight, post weaning gain, and also, of course, marbling or quality grade. Um, and then the mother cow, uh, Angus always plays a big role on the maternal side as well. And so as we go into this build back, we're really excited about the future of the Angus breed and, and the role we'll play as we go back into another expansion phase. Linamar Corporation is acquiring Saskatchewan-based Borjo Industries. Linamar already owns the Macdon and Selford Ag Equipment brands. Borjo makes tillage equipment, air seeders, grain carts, and more. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. University of Minnesota small grain specialist Joachim Wiersma is encouraging those interested in attending the research update meetings for ag professionals coming to Crookston January 11th. He's looking forward to presenting data collected during the 2023 growing season. You know, the Hartwood Spring Wheat Variety Trials, clearly I was surprised as many of the growers with some of the yields that we ultimately attained. It's amazing how productive our soils can be in the absence of normal precipitation. Uh, most of the valley was dry to very dry, yet I averaged in a couple locations 95 bushels per acre across the yield trials. And that was combined with really nice grain protein and quality overall. I think the biggest reason being probably how the weather in the months of June and July switched places. The research update also will cover nitrogen efficiency. During the research update and during the small grains update that same week across the region, I'll take all the data that we collected this year and I'll do an additional, not just share the means with you, but I'll do some additional interpretation of all that data. That's it for Agriculture This Morning, Country This Morning. I'm Don Wick. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.